I left your apartment a couple of weeks ago and I left my AirPods here. Mm. What an embarrassing, intimate item to leave behind at somebody's apartment. I must ask, did you open my AirPods? Did I? I'm asking if you opened them. No. You weren't curious to see if no. I cleaned my ears or not? No. I wouldn't want to open them and see it be absolutely disgusting. <laughs> or I would like think less of you. I was nervous about that because if you did, you would have been like, well, yeah, I just opened them just to make sure that they were yours. That in itself was all that you needed to let me know that mm. you think less of me forever. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, what's up? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Julio Gallerati, joined by Ryan Lynch. We're hanging out. What's Old up? Lynchy. How you doing, pal? Not bad. Feeling good, looking good. Doing all right. How are you? I love it. I like make really intense, sustaining eye contact with Lynch and he can't handle it. I know. Well, it's just you and me in here. <laughs> like if back in the day with Chris, there was another person I looked to for like the awkward eye contact. That's so fun. yeah, you can really grill me with that. How is everyone doing? I'll help you with this, bro. Just remember the pod, pod reality is extended reality. So like things that are normally weird are not weird in pod world. Like looking at each other for an extremely long time. Mm -hmm. You never have to break, bro. We got this, you and I. <laughs> uh, we're out here crushing it. Uh, we've been killing it. We've been having a good time. We had a great show in Connecticut. I want to talk about that eventually, but first I want to talk about a couple emails that you guys have sent. Welcome to all of our new listeners. I uh, hope you've been enjoying the pod and thank you to all of our OG listeners who've been riding with us this whole time. We love all of you. Uh, and you know, I would say that this show, you can kind of just pick it up wherever. You yeah. Know? There's no, you don't need to have any sort of like historical knowledge of what's happened to enjoy it yeah but the people that have stuck around for 486 hours of the podcast kind of like them just a little bit more so stick around <laughs> get your tally up if you're if you're new here run your numbers up yeah and you can get into the into the inner circle yeah uh we'll do i got a haircut and i'm trying to like make my hair my hair is just kind of like naturally doing stuff which is fine. I usually like the way that it looks, but then I see it in the pod clips and I'm like, I look like I'm disheveled, but I'm like not. I'm like clean and I don't know. Is that natural? Like, did you, is that a bedhead? Did you this comb is, that and then it just formed that way? This or? is not bedhead. No, this is bathed and styled. And then, you know, as we get closer, I'm like, ooh, do I want to like get rid of these, as Hillary calls them, tweeties? Tweeties. And the answer is no. I like my tweeties. So, yeah. whatever. You look natural. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, maybe it was a compliment. I appreciate it, Lynch. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so we we had a good follow up email from our pal Autumn. Yes. Hello, Autumn. Well, again. Hey, Autumn. Thanks for the email. The legend herself. This ties into what we were talking about last week, Lynch, with sort of like residual blame for things mm. that, that go down. So it'll be interesting to see where we side on this one. Well, like the laptop thing. Something similar. Yeah. Okay. So this is how this email reads. Hey guys, I have a quick story I thought that I would share uh, that you all reminded me of with the broken laptop incident that Ryan went through. The nearly broken laptop. Never broken. Fortunately, crisis averted. Uh, she goes, as I mentioned to you guys before, when I met my husband, he was in prison for a weed charge. Bad timing, husband, for the old weed chargeroo. If you waited a few more years, you would have been good. Anyway, when he got out, he didn't have hardly anything to his name. Besides the clothes he was wearing, a pole saw. What's a pole? You gotta look that up. have to look that up. A pole saw. Assuming a saw that can saw metal, potentially. Uh, that his mom kept. And his dog that was with his mom as well. Pause. So that you can look up pole saw. That's a pole saw. So it's actually a saw. Yeah. But what what is the... It looks like a spatula. Oh, it's just called a pole saw because it's like long? I guess so. For... Pulling, as you saw. Pulling or pull? Pushing not, and pulling. No, not pull. Pull, pull, not pull. Pull. Pull saw. P-O-L-E. Oh, this is a pull saw. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Pull. It's a pull. <laughs> yeah, the pull. It's a, it's a saw on a pole. It's a saw on a pole? Oh, that's what a pole saw is? That's it. Okay. 
It looks like a pole saw, except the stem is longer. Okay, so that's what he had and his we, dog. We just exposed ourselves as guys who don't know about shit. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Uh, um, I can't. Whenever I say whatever, I think of Aya from my Iraq video because she went whatever. <laughs> and anytime I say it, I'm like, that sounds familiar. Then I remember it was Aya. Shout out to Aya over in Iraq. Um, okay. Within the first year of him getting out, he was making a lot more money and traveling for work and doing so, so well for himself. Good for you, dude. Beat that record. Being in prison for a weed charge. Wild. Okay, sorry. We're getting very distracted here. Mm -hmm. This is all my fault. Uh, on one of his work trips, him and his coworkers had all of their belongings in their bags in the back of a truck. For my husband, though, the things that were in his bag were essentially all the belongings that he had to his name at that point because the trip was to be weeks long. So he had all his shit with him. This, had, uh, this has nothing to do with the prison things. That wouldn't make sense because at this point he's successful. He's been out. He's been out for a while, but he's going on a three-week work trip, apparently, mm -hmm. and has most of his shit with him. I understand what she's talking about. Like, if I went for a trip like that, I would have laptop, iPad, all my fucking underwear. <laughs> you know Everything. That's a long, Every pair that's of a long time. I've never been on a trip longer than that. I don't think uh, going to visit Italy as a kid, but that doesn't even count as a trip. That's just like going, you know. Mm -hmm. I've never been on a trip that long. Okay. So he, he has everything. All of his shit. He's got it all. And his pole saw. And potentially the pole saw, it sounds like. Uh, so then she goes on to say, uh, so of course he had acquired a lot more clothes and hygiene products and stuff like that. But everything he brought was still pretty much everything he had. I don't like where this story's going, Lynch. I don't like it. Keep reading. I don't like it. Um, the guy who was driving the truck stopped at one point to get some things out of his bag and forgot to pull the tailgate of the truck back up before they left several several miles down they stopped again and realized that my husband's bag was nowhere to be found oh. everything he had was gone no and the guy who left the tailgate down knew fully well along with everyone else that it was his fault that all of her husband's things were gone her husband told the guy that he needed to give him money to pay him back for his belongings, and the guy promised and apologized over and over and that he would. It ended up that the guy never gave him any sort of money or helped him with anything at all, and he had to start all the way over, all over again. Jesus, Dan. We still reminisce about the band t-shirts and the things we had gotten within that first year from vacations, mm. etc., that he will never see again. So I guess even if that guy had broken Ryan's laptop and admitted it and everything, it still could have gotten nowhere, even if Ryan would have stood up for himself about it. I don't know if that makes you feel better about it. I think it it makes me it gives me solace in knowing that someone else could experience the same thing. I yeah. feel terrible that this guy lost all of this stuff. Well, I think the point there though that that ties in nicely to your thing. If you guys listened to last Thursday's episode, Ryan was talking about how his laptop kind of was placed a certain way and it fell out of the back when somebody opened the back, whose fault would it be? Right. Mm -hmm. It was sort of unclear. And we also envisioned a scenario where it might be possible where the guy tried to defend himself and act like it wasn't his fault and be like, well, it was up to you to, to place it responsibly. You knew there was, there was stuff in it, all fair points. But the interesting thing here is this guy owned up to it being his fault. He was supposed to have closed the thing. He didn't, by the way, I don't know how these guys didn't notice that. I guess maybe it was a pickup truck. That's probably why. That's definitely why. I, I assume so. Um, and yeah, the guy owned up to it, but then never, then he he was never able to shake him down for the money. Or even just, so the, he, how long was he on this trip for? Three, weeks. Three weeks, it said. And so was this, how far into the trip was this? Did she disclose that? I don't know that she disclosed that. So like this guy doesn't have toothpaste. He doesn't he have, to buy he has shit. nothing. I guess he has nothing. Um, he probably just had his wallet and his phone. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you could notice that you fucked somebody's life up completely, get back into the truck, apologize profusely, and then just forget never. or pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Or just like never. It's just so impolite. It's just not right. Okay, guys, what is this three week work trip also that we're, that's in a pickup truck and you have all of your things this sounds like Feifel goes west or something. They all had like a stick with a bandana tied to the end yes. of it. Yes. Walking down the road. Like why? I get the like unique thing where he went to prison 
I guess for a while, had no stuff, got out, acquired a bunch of stuff, mm. and then lost it all again. It's sort of like a unique situation to be in, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if you can, like, can you take him to court? Like, where did all his stuff go, bro? I don't know. And fair, yeah, like, I guess you could theoretically take that guy to small claims court. It's just one of those things, though, like... I don't know. There's no contract. Uh, there's no... Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, it could be a he said, she said. It seemed like there was a third person there, though, that there was a third person in the truck with them. So that's a witness. Oh, yeah. I guess. So, like, I mean, it's been years since, so I, I don't know I don't know if it's too late to do anything about it, but that sucks. And then she also made a point about how band t-shirts, I'm assuming mm. that's from, like, a concert, like, a fond memory. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Losing, like, those sentimental items. Agreed. Means a lot. Um, I, dude, I'm just wondering how this guy who had a weed charge, you have to assume a weed charge, you're not in jail for that long, probably, unless this guy was in there for a long time, but it's a weed charge. It's not, I mean, who knows? Maybe Here's, maybe he was selling, we, we don't know. We need some clarification, but still, dude, it's not like, where was all, where's all of his shit? Like, you don't just go to jail for a year or two and no, have no more stuff. They don't take all your stuff away. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe they seize your money if you're doing something on a big scale. It's a weed charge. I'm surprised he was even, you know. So regardless, it's it's there's things about the story that are odd to me. Yeah, <laughs> we we've met Autumn. We know she checks out. Yeah, we've met Autumn. She's, Autumn, she's we're not lovely. doubting you. We're just wondering if maybe you're protecting him or something. Like, <laughs> like this idea of this guy just constantly having nothing his whole life is like pretty funny to me. Like, except his pole saw, <laughs> his pole saw, and his dog. Hopefully the dog wasn't in the bag of the stuff when he yeah. went on this three-week trip. What's he doing on this three-week work trip in a pickup truck with two other dudes? I'd go insane. I, I couldn't I couldn't continue to work. And bro, if you work with them too, <laughs> you, you're gonna see them all the time. That's very that's that's very bitch energy if you just continue to do all the labor and just pretend like, oh, I didn't brush my teeth today, but I'm gonna spend <laughs> eight hours with you working on this roof. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to not talk about it. I'm too embarrassed to ask a second time if you can reimburse me for all of my valuables <laughs> or at least replacements of. Well, let's hope that at least when he got the essentials back, the guy was like, I got you. He like paid for the toothpaste. Or was like, you can use mine. He bought him a new toothbrush. Uh, I know like essentials are gone, but the sentimental memories that they made since he got out of prison, that what stings with me the most mm. his new beginning his new beginning, their concert whatever they went to there was a guy visiting my roommate freshman year of college i had four direct roommates we were in one big room i was sleeping and this is when you were still enrolled yes not the year after no the this, famous year after no this was in 2014 i'm in i'm in my freshman dorm i'm laying in bed i'm in my loft i'm asleep and i Wake up the next morning and I open up my closet and I'm looking for my New Jersey Group 2 State Championship sweatshirt. Very custom. You can't buy it anywhere. Has my name on the back. What sport? Baseball. Nice. Has my team's name on the back and has Ramsey in New Jersey, their team's name on the back with all of the players. You can't get it anywhere else except at the game. It's gone. And so I go to my roommate and I'm like, hey, did you see my sweatshirt? I can't find it anywhere. And he had a friend over the night prior that asked him if he could borrow something, an extra layer, so they can go outside and smoke some weed. And my roommate didn't have anything to offer. And while I was sleeping, he went into my closet and he took my championship sweatshirt. He gave it to the guy. Wow. And he told me that and he never said sorry. And I I said, you got to get it back. And he tried calling him and the guy didn't answer. And he was like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Uh, he has your sweatshirt. I don't know what to tell you. Never said sorry. Did you ever get it back? I never got it back. Are you still friends with this guy? No. Wow. Was it because, like, was it this, like, sort of an accumulation of a bunch of other it things? It was an accumulation of doing inconsiderate stuff and... Random freshman n- roommate, too? Random. Got and it. never saying sorry. Never saying my bad. I would have forgave him, even though it was a fucked up thing to do to just go into someone's sweatshirt. It's, it's stealing. It's not uh I would have forgave him if he had any uh, any sympathy, but just no remorse. Damn, bro. no remorse. That's cold. So to lose some, like I, I relate most with with the husband getting out and losing the shirt from their Coldplay concert that they mm-hmm. went to, celebrating him getting out of jail for the first time. You're not getting that back. 
I know that like people have a little bit more space and maybe it makes more sense to have like sort of knickknack storage, but to me, take a picture of it, fucking toss it. You at least have a picture of the sweatshirt? I have a picture of me wearing it. That's good at least. That's something. That's whatever. That's <laughs> Yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up, pal. What does that mean? I don't know. It could mean that it's just you and me here. A little snuggling. Oh yeah, at home, yeah. Not yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. But yes. Then, with Hill. Although, you know, we can talk. Okay. Some snuggling. Okay. I don't know about all the men out there, but, uh, you know, this is a night where you want it to go well. It's a big deal. Theoretically. Right. So wouldn't it be nice? And look, dude, there are times in life where a man will get on a, on a cold streak when it comes to performance. You have one weird showing, you get in your head about it. Suddenly it's all you can think about and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where suddenly you just can't get it done anymore. Yeah. And we hate being that person, but sometimes it can be nice to get a little boost. And look, guys, sometimes your schedule will be really busy. And like Valentine's Day is that one day you carve out. There's expectations around it. And you want to go in there and knock it out of the park. Right. So and look, gas stations are not the way to go. Wouldn't it be nice if there was science backed, solid supplements that you could take to give yourself a higher likelihood of being able to knock it out of the park. You know, all natural science-backed supplements. That's why Joy Mode's where it's at, people. Whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, why not perform even better? Joy Mode's sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout, but for love making. Mm. Love making the bacon. Crispy love. Crispy love. <laughs> Crispy love. Not only is it the only supplement you'll need in the bedroom, it also supports blood vessel support, cardiovascular heart health, athletic performance, blood pressure, and general erection function. There we said it. The cat is out of the bag. The snake is out of the grass. And hopefully it's there for a nice lovemaking sesh with your special person who you want to feel even more special by piping them down. Mm, <laughs> there it is. Had to be said. Go to go to usejoymode.com slash oops and get 20% off with code oops at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping with code oops at usejoymode.com slash oops. Great sex solved naturally. All right. Well, Ryan, you and I had a fun show together in uh, Stamford, Connecticut, the uh, New York Comedy Club, Stamford. It was a great show. It's my second time performing there. I would say the show was probably like 15% better attended than the last time I did it. So that's good. We love to see year on year on year growth. Um, and it was a great show. You kind of got the full comedy road experience to a degree, mm -hmm. like the local, we all drive up together. We do the show. What was that all like for you? It was fun. I wish I took my jacket off before I got into the car. Mm. I sat in the middle. Uh, it got hot. Uh, <laughs> you so you you saved me. We were we were on our way, and Ricky started smoking a joint, oh, yeah. and we're sitting there, and I'm reading through my set, and I was anxious and nervous because it was it was uh, probably the, the it was the biggest show that I'd done, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that I had all my all my wits about me. I don't like to drink before. I just drink a little coffee and just a lot of water. And then Ricky was, uh, he started uh, sparking a joint and that's fine. Everybody, a joint. everyone's got their thing. Everyone gets into their zone in different ways, but the windows were kind of closed. And I started thinking to myself as we're sitting in traffic, where even if the window slightly is opened, we're not even going to get that much like air mm. coming through. I was like, I'm going to get a secondhand high <laughs> and I'm going to get all loopy and it's not going to go well for me. And then Julio said right as the right as the opacity of the air was just starting to fog to a point where maybe there was a chance that no one was going to say anything and that i was going to go blind julio said ricky do you mind cracking the window i, I don't want to get high before the show yeah i was like you guys gotta lower the window the back seat was looking like there was a bunch of guys banging in it that's how fucking how hot breath creamy those against, windows started oh, getting creamy gross um no but that was good we got there and uh yeah, the show the show was great, and mm -hmm. then we went home. And we had a lot of laughs on the ride back too. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, so, dude, there's had a great some, time. There's some etiquette stuff when you, it comes to you're doing you're on the road, you're doing a show. So theoretically, if I'm opening for someone, and 
they're smoking a bunch of weed in a shared confined space. I am not comfortable. And I think that this is the right way to be. I'm not comfortable being like, Hey, can you stop? I'm going to get high since it's not my show. I don't get to do that. However, since this was my show, I can be like, dude, can you open the windows? Because I'm going to get baked and then I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do. And I was, I was working, you know, like getting ready to rip. And Ricky was kind enough to come to watch me and to, you know, see if there was any things I hadn't thought of, whether it's the order or to kind of give me some tags. And that's the thing that's like common in comedy where like somebody's getting ready to film an hour. You'll go watch. If you think of anything, you tell them, whatever. So that was super helpful and very nice of him to come do that. Uh, so I wanted him to be able to live his best life, but I also needed to make sure that I was able to execute the performance. Mm -hmm. I figured that there, there's a hierarchy of, you know, when, when to, to make a request and when, well. and when well, to Rich. not. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's funny though. But I mean, I was listening through the wall. Lynch was fucking, I don't know what the fuck he was doing up there, but he was getting some big laughs, some big, uh, some big chuckles. Everybody was raving to me about how they thought you did great. So thank you. It was so much fun. It was, uh, it was a great time. I have to say I couldn't find the light. And I think that was, that, that was a, that's the biggest no, no you can do as an opener. I, no. you, I had seven minutes and then I ended up doing 10 minutes and the light was like really, really high. Mm. And so I didn't, I didn't see it. I kept looking out and then I was looking for Josh and then we made eye contact. And then that was kind nice. of like the light. Nice. In that sense. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That checks. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of interesting stuff here. So I would say the unwritten rules of comedy, if you are opening for somebody and you're friends with them and they say do seven, if you do 10, you, it doesn't even need to be discussed. Seven yeah. and 10 are the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm so mm -hmm. like, if you're like, I'm like, yeah, go do seven. And then you go do 10 and you're doing good. And like, I'm not even going to notice you did 10. If you do 15, then maybe that's a different story. But if I don't know you and you're doing my show and I say seven and you do 10, that's annoying. Mm -hmm. You know, I get that. But like, dude, it's such a short amount of time that like seven and 10 blend nicely enough where it just, it doesn't like affect the show. Yeah. So like going over the light by like a minute in general is like not a big deal unless you're on like a Piker show where it's like everybody's doing five mm -hmm. When everybody's doing five doing six somehow becomes a problem. You know what I mean? You go to jail for that. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. You go to jail. That's like fucking getting that weed charge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel foolish for even bringing it up. No, I walked, don't. No, don't. I, I walked, I walked out and uh, I bumped into you. I was like, Oh, I did too many minutes. No, you didn't. No, and don't, don't feel foolish. I'm not trying to have it be something that's embarrassing. I thought you did great. It must, you know, I can't, I imagine to some degree, and you know, I you, you, this may or may not be true for you, but it can theoretically be an intimidating experience, traveling with a bunch of comedians who are very experienced relative to your own experience. Where like, you know, everybody in that car has been doing comedy 15 years. Ricky is a big deal in comedy mm -hmm. you know he's an hbo special directed by judd and like he ricky's like a big deal in comedy row so it's like you're hanging with the boys you know i can i i know you want you just want to make sure you do stuff the right way you know thank you yeah so uh, i think i think i was pretty chill yeah i think so too think so yeah thanks <laughs> i thought i was being i i think one of the first things i said to vic when i got back i was like i think i was pretty chill yeah, yeah. i didn't do too much we had a seat we had the the seat belt joke at when we were in the car, everyone was having a little lot. Ricky and I went to Amazon. I showed him the seatbelt yeah, buckle. It cost nice. 12 bucks on Amazon. Nice. I gave manager. He laughed. We yeah. had a good time. We were chilling. Nice. Josh, the Josh park. Yeah. That's all too inside to, to get into. That's, oh, just what, that's just Josh, what happens when you're park. chilling. Maybe we'll have Josh back on and talk about the park one yeah. of these days. But yeah, dude, it was a blast. And uh, and a, I had some. I had, a, I had the most random group of uh People come out. Uh, I had an old coworker come out to the show. I had. Uh, Did you have a big contingent? Sorry. Did you have a good contingent? We met contingent. Like I like met, I met your group after. But were there more people before who had left already? Uh, yeah. I think. Oh, nice. I think I had like there was probably like ten people. That, oh, that's great. Ten people, but like my old coworker, who I wouldn't even say was my friend, mm -hmm. came, which was pretty cool. That's really cool. And then uh, a couple people from the uh, the, the PPP movement showed up thank really? you guys for showing up yeah. yeah dude. so it was it was a blast dude. it was it was such a thrill such a rush great and it's a lot of fun so I, I had a blast well yeah that's great thank you to the ppp people yeah. for coming out and it was super chill ryan's <laughs> chipotle movement <laughs> ryan was super chill my dad even said big g after was like lynch 
Lynch was like, I thought he was going to be more pumped up after having a big show. He was just being chill. I was like, okay. I just want to be chill. Lynch in the cut, being chill. So, so there, there is something with between Victoria and and Big G. Uh, I was talking, we were, I was talking to your dad for a while after, and uh, Victoria came up and just said, "I love your shoes." And he was he was wearing like red boots or something like that. Oh or, yeah, was it? And Victoria said, "I love your shoes." They were like these Doc Martens. Yeah, bought. and she meant it. And he thought she was being sarcastic. And he was like, you can make fun of my entire outfit except my shoes. That I take exception to. <laughs> and, Victoria, and then we just kept talking and the Victoria was like. <gasps> he was probably also kidding, bro. I told Vic that I said he's just being silly. And she's yeah. like, I hope so. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have to make sure he knows that she was being sincere. With he was, I could tell he was being silly. He was being silly with her. Big G, man. Classic. I remember the first time I did that venue... You know, I would say it was probably like a quarter full. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, it was 50 people or something the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a weeknight. Like, I felt good about it. Like, I was happy with the turnout. And my dad's like, you know, you should really like book venues that reflect the amount of tickets that you plan to sell. I'm like, dude. I'm like, oh, thanks, dad. I'm like, yeah. I'll be sure next time to bulldoze the building in half when I find out that the tickets aren't full and that it isn't sold out. Like, dude, fucking yeah. get And he's meant like, oh, with, no, I'm just saying. Meant with love, so much venom. How no? How do you intend to like enact this policy? Man? Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Also, the green room had oat milk. Appreciate that. They did. Yeah. <laughs> when you drink coffee at night like that, could, do you have trouble falling asleep? Um. Yeah, I had to take a melatonin for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I normally don't take melatonin. It makes me sad. Really? Yeah. Like in the moment or the next day. I'm like super sad the next day. So I try not to take melatonin, but yeah, I had like two cups of coffee before the show and I, I was, I was all zoomied out when I got home. So I knew that I needed to take some melatonin and I didn't get sad. I was just super chill. (laughs) Well, dude, so there's something funny. So I had a couple old, old acquaintances, friends come to the show. I guess my dad bumped into someone at Chipotle of all places. Oh yeah. Uh, and mentioned the show and they said they were going to come and they came. So great. One of the guys is a guy I knew from tennis growing up, the nicest people in the world. Great to see them. But an interesting thing arose that is worth discussing. So Ricky did, you know, 15 or whatever, 12 minutes, like just quickly before. And then he brought me up cause he's bringing me up for my special too. So like just sort of practicing what that handoff's going to look like, getting comfortable with the vibe. Like so, the handshake and stuff? Whatever. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. I don't, they may not, that may not even make it onto the camera, the, like the, the handoff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But just for the sake of the, the, the vibe, the vibe. Um, so after the show, uh, we're all in the green room talking and one of the people who had come, who like presumably doesn't know that much about comedy, isn't around much, is like being very, very complimentary to Ricky and it says something like, you know, like that was, so, that was great. You know, you never know like who's going to be out there watching, you know, one day maybe you'll end up on TV mm. and <laughs> no, but, but like Ricky made a very good point about this. He's like, while that could theoretically be annoying in that situation, if the person is just like so nice, means so well, they just don't know. Like you just, you can't be mad about it. You can't be annoyed about it. It's fine. And he could just be like, oh, well, I've, I've, and like list his fucking shit he's done or even try to slide it in. And he like didn't even need to do that. He's like, it's fine. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that that is an interesting lesson when it comes to having shade thrown at you. How nice is the person being? How well do they mean by what they're saying? Is it worth getting upset about? And he was being nice. The guy was, this is like the nicest person on the planet. This guy who was doing this. So it's like, you just let it go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's fair. It's fine. Yeah, but it's a good lesson, I think, to everybody. Like, you don't have to be sensitive uh, if people are saying things that are indirectly rude, if they mean well, or if they don't know better. Big G will throw shade at me sometimes, and I have to like be like dad, and he's like, "What? Don't be so." And I'm like, "No, dude. No, 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 no. You are be you are being a certain way, not me. Mm-hmm. You know." I'll let him have his. I'll let him have his fun. He'll be like, "Yeah, man, talking shit, man," <laughs> and he'll start. He'll start saying <laughs> stuff he thinks good. is funny, whether or not I think it's funny. I'll let him rip. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, dude, you biked over here, 
in the freezing cold today. Dude, cold. How did that end up happening? The train was fucked up? Yeah, the subway, the subway just stalled. They're like, yeah, we're not moving. There's something going on. We're going to be here for a long time. So I started seeing people leave. Mm-hmm. And then I, I gave up my seat and I was like, all right, we're not doing this. Damn. And so I got out. I got a city bike and it was so cold. I went from 14th Street to uh, to up <laughs> to wherever you are. 14th Street to up. Up a lot, up a lot. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I I That's start when I got when I parked the uh when I parked the bike I like had to go like ooh ooh when he came in here he ooh, looked like a I guy do. from the new the new True Detective like someone who had frozen in the middle of Alaska his hands were shaking they were red and it's like Lynch was moments away from death it was bad I said <laughs> hi I said hi your uh your your guy downstairs John I was like hey John how's it going man hey Ryan hey, hey Ryan yeah <laughs> go right up yeah hey Ryan. All, All right. right, Julia. Good to see you. Take good care. Good to see you, Ryan. All right. They're good guys. I think there's a new guy downstairs. <laughs> oh, really? A guy opening the door. Oh, yeah. He was filling in for the normal guy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have great people downstairs. They're good doormen to this building. But yeah, it was freezing and to the point where making noises helped. But I was walking. Uh, I was walking. I was like, ooh, ooh. It, that, that, that's what helped. Um, My darling hill dog out. does that too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, ooh. Ah, ah. If there's extreme temperatures in either direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, made it. You it looked to tell the tale. Yeah. Lynch, you're getting to close to the point where if you have any more train trouble, I'm going to start I know. questioning whether or not you're telling I know. the truth, pal. Oh, dude, I totally, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, these sound like lies. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I'm just going right, to leave. So. I'm just going to leave like at four in the morning to get here. <laughs> I'm going to need footage next time, dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, I know. Honestly, I should, leave, I should leave. I should leave. I'm you know, fucking with you. I know, but let's let's see real quick. You, dude, you couldn't have arrived at a better time today. In fact. What do I? But I know, but what did I say today? I'm running out of excuses. I said, <laughs> I said, going to be there in 10, 15. I'm not having good luck with subways lately. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Woe is me. Woe is um, me, Lynch. Get out of here. Yeah. I do have a question just because we're talking about your apartment. Sure. I left your apartment a couple of weeks ago and I left my AirPods here. Mm. And I didn't realize until... I was on my way home and I texted you. I know you're leaving the next day. And I said, Hey, I left my AirPods. What an embarrassing, intimate item to leave behind at somebody's apartment. I must ask, did you open my AirPods? Did I? I'm asking if you opened them. No. You weren't curious to see if no. I cleaned my ears or not? No. How'd you know that they weren't yours? Because you, I don't you have, also have pros. This. No? Does Hillary? No. Okay. Mm, she might, but I don't think she does. Neither of us have pros. And. Yeah, dude, like, I wouldn't want to open them and see it be absolutely disgusting. <laughs> or I would, like, think less of you. I would never, I, I don't want to go down that route. Yeah. I don't want to search for things in that situation. <laughs> that's that's why I'm asking. Do I, you clean out your AirPods? I do. But. How? But what? Go ahead. I, well, I use a toothpick, and then I will nestle a tissue on the tip of the toothpick, and I will... That's pretty good. I will scoop and Ooh, clean really and polish the, the crevices as best as I can. Now, Victoria has the same AirPods as me. And that this is why I'm in, I was insecure about it. Because Victoria's AirPods are consistently brand new out of the package. Every time I open them by mistake, they just look like a brand new pair of AirPods. That's really attractive. They're so clean. It's very That's sexy. Hot, it's very sexy. That's hot. Very. <laughs> Keeping your AirPods unbelievably clean is one of the most attractive things you can do. It is. Hot. And my AirPods, I think they're clean, but to your point, my biggest fear was you opening them and then thinking less because if like I totally would think less as well of, oh, of anybody if I open their AirPods. It's disgusting. It's it's not nice. <laughs> not it's nice. not presentable, though. It's not supposed to be for everyone else to see. Correct. When you leave them behind, you are opening yourself up to having your entire reputation tarnished forever. You're and I was yourself up to scorn. Yeah. And so I, I was nervous about that because <laughs> if you did, you would have been like, well, yeah, I just opened them just to make sure that they were yours. That in itself was all that you needed to let me know that mm. you think less of me forever. <laughs> and my AirPods are, I keep them clean as much as possible, but they are not right out of the package. They may be like used and refurbished. Well, let me say this. Clean. This is important. Um, I would never judge the inner container. I would only judge the insides of the pods themselves really yeah and i'll tell you why 
So first of all, <laughs> you like that? Yes, so first of all, a Q-tip is a great tool. Also, that's mm-hmm. what I that's what I typically use. But the, the toothpick with the tissue is actually really nice too because it's a little sharper. Mm-hmm. Let me try that. Um, but so here's here's an example. My AirPods. So AirPods have this like magnetic situation for whatever reason. I think it like makes them stay in. I think there's like magnets. Some, within somewhere mm-hmm. So I was in Costa Rica And I went to like a beach That had sort of volcanic sand Like black sand Which is a little more like It must have some sort of like metal Some sort of metals in the sand um, Or something that it's attracted to the magnets Because now I have black sediment Inside my AirPod case That I can't that I cannot get rid of It cannot be extracted I've tried It would take me probably two hours To get it all So I'm just leaving It's not dirt It's sand It's fine but it's still there. So I know that it's that you could find yourself in that sort of position. And like my AirPods are not dirty at all, mm-hmm. but the case is. Yeah. Yeah. There are some parts, especially the, the top, the top lip, the that, inner workings that those crevices, uh, you can get, you can get a toothpick in there and push in and like very intentionally, uh, scrape around the perimeter and it's, it's just black or whatever forever. There's not, yeah, there's pretty much nothing that I can do. Advice Don't take your airpods To the beach Yeah Um, Or that could Very easily happen to you Especially with black sand Dude Yeah Um, Yeah Well I'm glad I'm glad Thank you for not looking Are you judging me now? No Not at all Okay Not at all Um, No Last time I was here When I was going through Your airpod case It looked very clean So there was no issue. Mine are actually charging right over there Right now (laughs) I I, When I I, That's what made me think Of asking you Yeah I saw them right over there that's hot. See, look at this. See this black? Oh yeah, no, this isn't dirty. That that's volcanic sand, dude. Yeah. If you dig at it, I think you, you can get a you can get whoa. That's all sand? Yeah. Wow, dude. Sand. Yeah. Black sand. Yeah. But I don't I don't judge you for a second. It, it, that doesn't look like ear stuff. Yeah, bro, my pods are clean as... My pods are clean as a fucking whistle. I keep them like that. Yeah. Oh, my pods aren't on me. Whoops. I guess we can't check them. <laughs> but Victoria... Yeah, Victoria will open up my pods and just give me this nasty look. But she also is like OCD. So, like, it's she's just like... She's, she's like, very, very, very tidy and clean. Very. Oh, she's very tidy That's and clean. Hot. Yeah, it is pretty hot. When she's, like, <laughs> angry and upset, she, like, uh, steams the floor. Steams the floor We have a steamer She's angry at you She steams the floor Just in general That's funny The idea that like You can get something positive Out of making her upset Our apartment is like Awesome All the time And I I do I bring the laundry down And I bring it back up And then she folds it all Because she's really good at folding Dude it's wild How there are some tasks That are just man tasks She now Hill Dog has pretty much Absorbed that responsibility The folder She's the folder Yeah I am the taker Out of the trash But she's been She sometimes will do it Because Mm -hmm. She like Has a lower tolerance For it accumulating than me But in our new place We've already agreed Like the the garbage Will be outside Like I will be Fully in charge of that Nice Um, Do you know what's really hot? What? Not only taking out the trash, but replacing the bin with a new bag when you're done. You need to. That. It's child's play not to. Yeah. That's lazy, and that's uh, Neanderthal y yeah. and uh, lazy boyfriendy or fiance Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So Lazy boy behavior. Shout out to Drake's giant penis. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> see that? I, uh, I had to connect to the uh, airplane Wi Fi just to. Because I needed to see it. I needed to see it. Drake is very well endowed. Um, good for him, dude. Hilarious, bro. There was uh, there was somebody on my plane today that wouldn't stop tooting. How do you? How would you know? It was just you constant. It? it was constant toots the whole. You could flight. hear it or smell it. Smell just puffy toots, and I don't like crude stuff, but it really bothered me. Because that's just not cool. Not cool. It's just so not cool. I wonder why people do that. Do you think they can't? Like sometimes like the plane will fuck up your sense of smell. Do you think people think that nobody smells it? No, I I just I just think they're insane there's insane people. I there's insane people. And if may, maybe they were by themselves, I'd have to assume that they weren't with traveling with anybody because you're sitting next to your partner and you're starting to puff toots. Mm-hmm. No. Bro, by the way, the way that I just said that made it sound like I'm wondering because I do this. I do not do that, by the way. That's that's okay. okay. 
and if yeah that that that's fine but it just it was like 6 a.m and just constant just yeah it's <sighs> gross in such close proximity to other people to be doing that it's just not right what airline <laughs> did you fly on delta mm, yuck yeah just really not cool um, but there's nothing, it's like, there's nothing I can do about it. And you can't like, like you get away with it. Like, good for you. I hope you feel good about yourself. How early was your flight? I had a six, uh, 7am takeoff. Were you able to like go to bed? Are you like tired right now? Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. I went to bed around midnight, got up at four. Wow. I'm okay. Damn. I'm okay. I'll crash later. When you go to the airport there, do you guys have a car to somebody bring you? Like my dad. Nice, nice. My dad just doesn't sleep. Really? Yeah. And then my mom and my brother had separate flights into Newark. Uh, my flight took off at like seven. Their flight took off at just before nine. And they live about 20 minutes away from the airport. So we got up at 430. My dad drove me and Victoria to the airport. Then he came back and then drove my mom and my brother back yeah. to the airport because there was just a little Shuttle too service. much time in between. Yeah, he's very he's very generous. He always drives us everywhere. So I, yeah, love my dad. That's great. Um, um, the yeah. So that brings up a, an interesting thing that I was thinking about, and this is good for everybody. So somebody DM'd, uh, talk, or maybe emailed, and I want to actually somebody emailed as well, and I want to talk about it on the next episode. But somebody had mentioned what their flight total was at, and how you know how Francis and I used to sort of have the competition. It might be fun to open it up to a pod wide competition, mm-hmm. and whoever the winner is get some sort of prize that we have not yet decided on. But if you can substantiate your flight log and prove to us that you've taken X amount of flights, the winner will be awarded something. Mm -hmm. So this will be a fun thing to do. So feel free to submit your progress as time goes on through the year. um, And we can start tallying them up. I'm ripping it so far this year. What are you at? After this weekend, I'm going to be at 10. So you're pacing. I'm pacing for, for like just under 120 flights. There's no way I'm going to keep up this pace because I've been flying every single week. It's There's, a lot of flying. There's no possible way I'm going to keep yeah. it up, but I I could break my record. I forget what it was, but it was like 50 something, right? I think 50. Was somewhere it 50 between on fi- the nose? I think it was more than 50. I think it was like 53. Okay. I got to do that. Okay, I'll do one better. If there's enough interest on this, I'll make an Excel doc. Oh, and fine. if you want to participate, I feel like anybody that's willing to participate in this is also the same kind of person that'd be willing to open up a uh, Google sheet uh, <laughs> once sheet. a week or whenever they're flying and put that. We'll keep track of it that way. And yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out to award the uh, guy or gal in the sky of 2024. Yeah, we had some beast mode numbers that people sent in last year and the year before that are more than I've ever come close to getting like people in the seventies, the eighties, like mm-hmm. people flying like monsters. Um, but yeah, get out there, travel, do some fun shit and report back and let us know how it's going. Uh, I know that every time I walk through that a terminal in Delta terminal four JFK, bro, I know I've said this before, but like seeing those long haul international flights ready to rip. I love wondering what everybody's up to. It'll be a Tuesday night at 10 PM. About to fly to Singapore. It's the longest direct flight in the world. New York, JFK to Singapore. And I'm like, are they going for business? Are they going home? What are they doing? Why are they going? What are they up to? That Tel Aviv flight. There's like, like back to back to back to back. It'll be like Hong Kong, Taipei, Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai. Like all these like All these gates that you're walking by as you're leaving? The A gates. And another secret, the best Delta Lounge I've ever been to is the A gates of terminal four in jfk if you're unless you're flying on one of these like international flights like and like a serious long haul one it's usually like a lot of those kind of flights Mm -hmm. you probably won't end up in there and for me if i'm there i'm usually flying uh domestically so so all those flights are in b so i've only been to that delta lounge and it's, it's nice but the a one is primo it's like the best lounge I've ever been to along with, in my opinion, the Centurion Lounge and JFK, just for anybody who's thinking about lounges. The JFK Centurion Lounge isn't good at, at first glance, but there are two things about it that make it special. The first, it has Equinox partnership, so there's leg and hip compression services. That oh, you I've just, seen those. And massages. Like You can go and like really chill and relax and decompress, which really helps for a flight, especially for our boy Josh, who just goes through pain when... Mm the pressure of the cabin changes. And then there's all, (laughs) (laughs) there's a full bar, but not like a bar bar, like a speakeasy style nightclub cocktail bar 
in the back of the Centurion Lounge with like a dude wearing a bow tie and long spoons and like mm. making fucking real cocktails. So that to me are like those little touches is what make one better than the other. So are those included? Those drinks? Yeah. Really? Some places they're not. And it just kind of depends. Like some of them like are getting cheap and they'll be like, I never usually drink at the lounge anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be like certain drinks are covered, but then the rest you have to pay for extra for or whatever, mm. I think. But I'm rarely drinking in uh, lounge. Mm. Yeah, I saw a video. I saw a TikTok of that lounge. Someone walking through it. It looks really nice. Oh, yeah. You cool. did the compression stuff recently, right? Uh, I did it at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Does it feel like the same thing that the doctors put around your arm when they're like... No, it feels like the sentence. I don't even know what this is. Just the, the, the pressure, the the blood pressure up. thing. Yeah. So no, uh, there are similarities to it, but the idea of it is it's like, ten like the tension is focused at relief of tension. Mm. So it's like it's almost like a massage. So it's like squeezes you, and it just feels really good. It feels really like cozy and good, and like and it'll like pressurize and then deflate. And then pressurize again. And it just feels like if somebody was squeezing your thigh and it felt amazing, it's that. And it's it's aimed at sort of like doing what a foam roller would do. You know, where it's like loosening all your muscles and just making you feel fucking great. It's a good recovery tool also if you're sounds nice. ripping the treadmill or whatever. That sounds really nice. I'll say this, dude. I mean, I kind of just look the same as I have, but like I've been trying to be healthy in general, not just to try to look as good as I can physically when I tape my special, but also to feel clear and good. And like my brain, like if I eat healthy and I'm being healthy, like my brain works better, which gives me less anxiety. I think I, I maybe I'm a bit of an anxious person. I'm realizing, even though I don't necessarily seem like it. And if I could take the necessary measures to not be, then I'm not, which feels really good. You know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's all to say, once I film on that Friday, I look forward to having a really fun weekend for the first time in a while. Some binge drinking, uh, which I haven't done in a while. Um, months? Are we talking months? I had three drinks one time this year. That was the only time. Other than that, I've had one once or twice the entire year. So like barely drinking, basically not drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking forward to... Uh, ripping some mezcal negronis with the boys some lime shards doing it sounds good dude some deep dish pizza perhaps Mm -hmm. having a bit of a debaucherous weekend and also just thinking about some of the places where i like to go to drink here like my buddy owns a hotel and has a really nice restaurant in it and they make amazing cocktails and like one of our things we do sometimes is we'll go and we'll rip it and we'll like have a few drinks, have a sick meal, like it's the best. And like, I want to do that. Like I'm craving that a bit. And I'm excited to, the one thing that's nice about this too is like, I'm preparing all this material, right? To like shoot it and get rid of it eventually. So like in the near term, I won't get rid of all of it. Like the, the stuff that I really like or that I think is the strongest, like I'll keep while I'm thinking of new stuff. So like if you were to see me on the road, in Albany or Syracuse or in some of these places, like the set will still be polished, but um, it won't be all the material from the special. It'll be like probably half and half, like stuff I'm trying to work back in and stuff that's going to be in the special. But I'm looking forward to the special coming out and then never doing any of it again. That's going to be cool. Are you going to miss it? No. No, you're like over it? No, I'm not over it. It's just, it's fun to like be done with something, to work on something and finish it. You know, all these years I've been doing this and like, sure, I've I retired my Netflix set, if, which you guys have probably seen, hopefully, if you're supportive, go watch it for fuck's sake. It's on Netflix. You search my name, it'll <laughs> pop up. It's in the Pete and Friends uh, video, Pete and Friends special. So anyway, uh, you know, it was a short set, but I burned all those jokes, which was nice. Move on. Never think about it again. What a great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will, will keep that stuff and put it in something else still. But I not not I don't want to do not that. Julia not me not Julia it's done and yeah it's like I finished great and then my brain can like move on to the next thing instead of like having all this floating ongoing work to do you know what I mean I've be- I've become interested in like trying to make my brain work the right way uh, and it does involve some trickery I'm sure for all of us and I I doubt I'm unique I'm it just I I'm learning more what works for me and what doesn't so have you been able to 
uh, work on any like procrastination techniques? Techniques. I know you've mentioned that in the past. It hasn't been as much of a problem for me lately because I've just been I've been so healthy. Just if, gotta keep healthy. If then. you're never hungover and you're eating a, a good amount, like a uh, healthy amount, and you're not like going too hard, like. And I don't mean like going to our like party. It's not like I'm like a party animal, but like if you're treating yourself well, your days will feel much better. So I'm, I'm feel like I'm much more able to sort of do the things that I intend to do. And it's also nice right now too, because I have a specific thing that I'm working on. And while I kind of like to sort of finish everything I have to do, I like treat everything in my life with equal priority when it comes to like tasks, whether it's like errands, appointments, like upkeep, like it feels as important to me as work. And that's not me saying that I don't do the work, but like it just feels like I always have so many things to do because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like good and bad. I get a lot done, but also feel like I have a lot of things to get done that other people wouldn't prioritize. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm like hyper-focused on being in special mode. Um, so I'm just kind of like spending most of my days leading up to that. We're working on things that involve the special. We got two weeks, less than two weeks. Uh, well, when this comes out, and by the way, come see me and Lynch tonight uh, at Union Hall in Brooklyn, 10 p.m. It's mm-hmm. the last time I run the special before we film. Uh, that's going to be sweet. Yeah, looking forward to that. Just come check that out. Yeah. And send, send us more emails. Uh, we've gotten some really good ones recently. Were you, you going to plug more shows? No, no. I was just going to, well, like, no, but I'm, I was thinking about the timeline of when we're recording this when it comes out. So, yeah, the special is this weekend. So there may be a couple tickets left, maybe, uh, but they may there may not be also. So hopefully, hopefully not at this point. But if there are, grab them because it means there's only a couple left, and uh, it's gonna be a really fun. Yeah, we're 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 pumped. I've never been to Chicago, so Dude, I'm excited to come. Pumped to have you there. It's I hope you great. join for all the festivities, man. We're doing a bunch of stuff. We'll so. be there. We'll be there. Cool. So Exciting. yeah, so yeah. Send us emails. Uh, any stories? Did somebody steal something of yours and you didn't have the the tenacity to say something about it? Let us know. Uh, email us at oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your flight logs. Send us your flight logs. <laughs> Send, let us know if you guys are interested in that. We'll post a poll. If there's enough intrigue, uh, we'll post a sheet and get that going. Uh, <laughs> check out Julio at Not Julio. Myself at Ryan is really polite. And we'll see you guys later. I love you. Bye-bye.